Welcome to the UK Flooring Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Roomvo. Roomvo is the number one room visualization tool for manufacturers, retailers, and everyone in between. If you are going to the Harrogate Flooring Show this year, we, Cockrell & Co., are right next door to Roomvo. So make sure you visit them at Stand A31 in Hall A. I look forward to seeing you there. Now sit back, enjoy the show, and do not forget to hit the subscribe button. Right, Lou, welcome to the UK Flooring Podcast. Before we get into resins and all things like that, who is Lou and how did you get into the flooring industry? I'm from um, a building background, so most of my family, my uncles are all builders, and I started off from a long, from a young age learning with my uncles. They were one's a plumber, one's a carpenter, one was a tiler, uh, one was a plasterer. Well, I just went with a few of those. With, with, I mixed it around when I was younger and sort of um, I went down the tiling route and the plastering route. Um, I had a young, I had a son when I was really young when I was, when I was 17. And the first, my first taste of resin as I was working at a place called Fountain Studios with my uncle and his resin installers come down um, to work on this TV set and they were short of a labourer. And they asked me, would I mind helping them? My uncle then said, yep, yeah, he can go with you. He's a good grafter. So they set me up in all these units. I was only young, but I loved it. And uh, it, was, it, it, it was the colours, it was the mixing, it was the being on precise with each unit had to be spot on. And I sort of liked it. It was something different to what I was used to. Um, they offered me a job and they said, would I mind coming? Would I, would I, be, would I like to travel and go around up and down the UK, nationwide, European? And unfortunately, at the time, I was young. I was a young dad, and um, I was with. I was still with my 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 with my first like with with the mum was trying to we we was trying to make it work. So traveling about wasn't wasn't going to work for us. So in my head, that was all through the years. As I was plastering and tiling, that was always in the in my. I always thought about it, and then back in two thousand and seventeen. Um, I was seeing lots of more social media was 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 big, and I started seeing um, lots of epoxy resin decorative, but from out of Canada or in the states, and I started messing about with it. So I, I bought a few kits. I messed around with it. So I'm, I'm arty crafty anyway. I love my art and um, and just creating really. And I couldn't. I kept getting it wrong. I kept getting it wrong. Getting it wrong. Then all of a sudden, the course popped up that I see up in up in Manchester. Some guy had come over from the States and he's hosting a course. So back in 2018, I went back on the course. I come out there. I, I had a small little building company um, with a few guys working for us. Um, just doing plastering, plastering, just renovation, uh, dry lining and tiling. Small little team. But I started messing about with this resin and I... I absolutely fell in love with it, but I just kept getting it wrong. The mixtures it weren't going hard; it was overheating. And um, so I went on another course. I bought some more products. Finally, went on a few courses. Got the confidence to go on, on a job. We, um, my son then was he was seventeen, eighteen at, at the time. Yeah. I didn't want him to be in this on his knees all the time. Nothing wrong with it. I've been in, I've, I've been a tradie on my knees, tiling all my life, but. I thought I knew there was something else new coming and I knew he was arty crafty as well. And it was a bit different. 
So we, so we, so we started getting into it. I went, I topped up doing every course I could find, trying every product that, that I could find, failing loads. Done one little job, it was lovely. Next job, it was good. I got stuck on another job. I could come across an anhydrate, screed. Oh, I had lots of heartache in the beginning, but just seemed to go through it, go through it. Um, got to a place I was just, it was second nature. And then uh, this business started overtaking the building company. So I went with my heart and went with it. And uh, five, four, five years later, here I am. Um, right. But I'm absolutely love it. It's been, um, it's a, it's a hell of a, it's a hell of a game. It's so rewarding. It, when it goes wrong, it can go really wrong. But um, we're getting to the point now where I'm, I'm foreseeing the problems. So, um, so where did the name Gaffloor come from? My surname is Gaffney, right. and we was there one day with a Gaffney. Gaff is a house, a place, an establishment, and the flow of the resin just flowed, and we went Gaffloor, and then, and then that, and then that was it. And uh, I like something more. I like I like I like something a bit more poppy, a bit fun. I wanted to make a bit of fun of it, and uh, it is arty. Um, and we just then my son liked it, and it's just sort of stuck. And uh, so I went on the. So for the last three years, we've been absolutely uh, learning all the tricks. I went to, um, and over the last couple of years, I was I was um, out up and down the country, rolling around with the boys all the time, topped up getting on the sauce a little bit too much. So I said, right, I've got to have a break now. So I set myself a goal for New Year's Eve, last 2022. And I said, I'm not, I'm going to give alcohol up for one year. Yeah. So I give alcohol up um, back in the December, 31st of December, here I am now. But in that short space of time, I mean, since I've got my head on in focus and we've, and we've got, I've got my head down, so many things have happened. Um, I've been invited. I went to Miami to go and uh, host a um, a training course for, for help host a training course with another company that I work with. I went to Miami. Um, I have had jobs in Ibiza, working on certain hotels out there, famous establishments, Wiki Road, and some Oak Beach, Oak Beach, and um, so we've got so much in, in in Ibiza from it. Then we've done a couple of like little celebrities and. Uh, some celebrities in 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 the UK. So the universe has just put us into some sort of um, as the line does, and with focus and just hunger, I think um, we're we're start we finally started to get somewhere and starting to get some get get and get some traction. But yeah, it's good. I love it. I love it. But how I mean, with a normal flooring uh, choice, you you choose from a sample, and sort of that's the colour you get. Comes out of a box, yeah. but resin to me i've got no experience in resin so talk out about the client experience of how you even start of saying well we could do this we could do that because one i'm assuming you've only got one shot of doing it because you've got a certain amount of time before it goes off but two it'll come out different every time which in one way could be a nightmare it could be something really unique so talk me through how you sell resin or how you even come to this is what it's going to look like because it, it, I think, as you pointed out, it either goes right or it goes wrong. I don't think there's going to be many things in between. It does. It's the same as most of our trays and whatever we do. 90% is in the preparation. We get the prep right. I don't worry about the design now. I worry about I worry about all the coats before that. So like anything, you've got your sub-base, self-leveler, screed, whatever. 
So you just got to make sure you're, um, you're, you're prepped from that point. And when I say to the customer at the start, I ask them what they're looking for, if they've got any, what, what colors that they're going for. So then what I do is I get a feel for their colors and which way that they're starting to go for. I, I back in the day, I used to get a board and I used to, I, I still do it now in front of because I, 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 I get the colors out and I know over the time and the practice, and I could teach various small techniques how to create that same sort of technique every time. Now it is a hand laid, hand poured liquid product. You can, it is it is art on floors. Um, you have got so much. You've got certain control over it. Um, you can you can sort of visualize where you're going to go. You're never going to get it. You're never going to get it exactly right. You've got to be honest and got to be upfront with the client and explain to them it is a liquid pour product. It is seamless. It is hard wearing. It is hygienic and it is unique, but I can never be able to replicate exactly what you're looking for. It's up to the artist's hand or the flair to be able to put your, your, your design down. Now, that is very daunting for a, new, uh, for a new designer or a new installer going into the game. But what I done was I, I, had, I, I worked on three colours and I went and got loads of different balls, eight by four balls. I split them all up and I kept working on those, on those three colours. And then I got to a point where I knew what I was doing with those colors, what, what movement will create this, what design technique will, 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 will bring this. It's just a trial and error thing. And it's practicing because everyone's hand is different. Everyone's got their own unique style. But as long as you've got the principles of the pro, uh, how much product is going in down in that area um, and you've got your depth and you've got it and you've got it even, um, it's then up to you to, pull your design around with well, the great thing about epoxy resin it creates beautiful de designs with minimal effort so as long as you've got the right gauges on there and you've got the right mixtures and you've put the right hardness in and everything sets perfect the design will come out nice if you've been working on it and you practice a little bit but that comes over practice and time it's like any anything but what what has to be taken into consideration is what one step can be missed because It'll come apart in the final floor, in the final finish. Um, but it's great. It's so exciting. I mean, we buzz. We get onto a job, all, all our lads, and it's exciting. Like this week, we're doing Tom Zanetti's house up in Doncaster. Um, we've done a Geordie Shaw Girl Clubby very recently. We was out in Tony Truman out in um, Ibiza. Um, we've got some Love Islands coming up. We've got a boxer coming up. So it's just we've got into, we found ourselves, um, confident in what we're doing and we found our own little style now but it does take time to get um, but anyone who's got an eye a little eye for creativity and they're precise with their flooring like most people in flooring game Arcandine stallers LBTs whatever you're doing the, 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 the sub base and the and the preparation is paramount um, and everyone's everyone in that game have got an eye for that so once that's done, you're confident in in that, then you can start building your layers up of, of, of epoxy, which which come in a prime, you've got a base coat, you've got a design coat, and then we put a protective seal to protect the, the design. Then that design is always protected. We can always uh, polish it. We can always bring it back up. We can always reseal it. So you've always got a brand new floor hidden underneath that seal coat. That, that was going um, to be my question. So say if a resin's five years old and it's looking a bit tired and scratched, so is that simply a case of polishing it back? Well, not simply, but um, simply taking it back, um, I don't know, with fine sort of grit 
uh, and then putting a fresh seal coat over the top. Is that? Is that absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so there is a, a we do it regularly. So I've done a floor three, three years ago for a nightclub. I pop up there once a year. I'll get my sander out, burnish up, put a sander on it. It's 80 grit, sand it all down, alcohol it all the glass, microfiber it, make sure there's nothing on it. Let me put a fresh seal coat on it. That'll give us a popping floor again. If it's still, if it's looking a bit too dull, then all we do is we sand it back and we put a clear coat of a clear epoxy on, and then that'll give us a brand new floor. That'll give us a brand new as it was before because our colours are are all there. It's just it's like any, any, it's like anything. If it, if it's wood tile antico, everything's going to need some sort of maintenance to keep it in in condition. It's the same with um with an epoxy floor really, but. Years ago, the the chemistry wasn't as good as it is today. I've, I've noticed over the last three years, oh, it's just um, the quality and the it's become a lot more reliable. As a few years ago, we was worrying about anti bubbling agents curing it. it what the chemistry wasn't quite there, even though the Germans brought the res, brought resin out back in the thirties. Um, and now, I feel over the last three years, it's just come on bundles, but. I use a, we use American products now. Um, there's so many great products out there. Just w- what you get used to. And um, I've just got used to a, a new product and I think it's game changing for me, but everyone's got their own way of doing things like any, anything, but that's one thing I do love about it. Um, also, once you've got your design code down and in five years time, the person decides to change their furnishings in their surroundings, the ambience is changing or the finishes are changing and they're bored of that floor. Now, all their prep coats are done, all their prime coats are done, all their base coats are done. So all it's simply doing is now is removing that top that top seal coat and they can put a redesign across it for not the money that it was in the first place because all the layers are done, all the preparations done. It's just going over with a new redesign coat. So it's a lot more easy. It's just moving out for a couple of days while we get in there, redesign it, seal it, and they can have their house back. That, but, um, so, so hypothetically, if you got the prep, right um and but the client didn't like the design or you weren't happy with the top coat how, how, how can you literally just grind it right back and then just go again is that is that what happens so you, if there's a problem you just sand it over and put a key on it and then you'd go over it again yeah so um it has happened before can't say it hasn't happened before because you've got one expectation in your head and the client's got another and you try and replicate from on a design board what you're going to do, but to put it on a small board is so much hard work because you're trying to get all little all little bits in there. You haven't got the same movement as you've got on a floor. Um, but all you can simply do is explain to the customer, um, it's a liquid pour product. These are the colours that we're going to be using. Um, what I've put on this board, say if you've got, um, I don't know, a metre board, and you're putting, I don't know, a 70% of white in and a 30% of grey, you use that same ratio again on the floor, so then they, so then they've got some sort of idea. But you've got to be transparent with them. Um, you've got to say to them um, and and be honest. They got to trust you as you've got to trust them, and you'll get the feel over it. They'll they will send you pictures of things that they like and the things that they're trying to achieve. And as you get more confident and as you go along, you'll be able to um, sort of get that into some sort of replication. Nothing's going to be the same. And you just got to be honest about most of the people that go for an epoxy floor, they 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 want that difference. They don't want that machine cut repeated business. So they so they're looking for that anyway. That's the whole point of an epoxy floor. So it's it's up to you as the artist to create something. But you'll get something 
I've done some that I really love and I've done some that I really don't like. And the things that I don't like, the customer has really liked. So everyone's eyes different, isn't it? Everyone's different. I love it. So talk to me a little bit of a selfish question because I'm quite interested about this. So if I had a 30 square meter um, domestic home near your premises now, so you're not traveling, um, yeah. what what on a ballpark is, is 30 square meters of your best design going to cost me? Okay, so... That's right. Good, 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 good question. So the questions I I would answer, I would ask is, what is your what like? Where are you? What is your sub current sub base? Um, what are you looking to achieve? What's its purpose? And what designs do you like? Now, if they come back to me and say, right, we've got a, we've got a concrete sub base, that's very pivoty. It's uh it's, it's, it's got oil on it. Blah blah blah. Okay, so then what we'd do is we'd we 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 would grind back, we'd grind back our floor, put our PCDs and grind the floor black so we got back so we got nice. If it's still looking a bit umpty wumpty and we think ourselves, oh, we can't crack fill it, we'd put a self-level on it. We'd self-level it. Um price-wise, for something to go from a straight epoxy without loads of additional preparation, you're looking between the ballpark figures, figures of a hundred to 180 pounds per square meter. It is that wide of, of a range. When I first started, I was going 80 pounds, 90 pounds a square meter. We, we, we go up now to 130 to 150 per square meter. Um, around that sort of money, that's where the installers are, roughly. But every installer is different. People will say, oh, I've seen a price cheaper than, than, than you. And you say to them, but what are, what are they actually doing? Um, we put um, Some installers go on at 600 grams per square meter. I like to go at 1.2, 1.3. So I know it's got, I've got depth. I know I've got room for error. If there's any little bits going to get swallowed up in, on the floor, if my floor's got a little crumb in it, it's not going to be seen because I've got so much. I've got so much material on the floor. Um, I would also I go back in the day. People got different products. Got different systems. Um, I like a system where every coat is sanded, sanded in, in between coats. I like to see a primer base a base coat and a design coat. Some people just go prime coat, design coat. It cuts the material money down. Um, you might not see it in the final floor, but for my peace of mind, I know it's there. I know I've got a base coat down. I know I've got another cushion there. Um, so it depends what someone's gonna, gonna do, but ballpark pig figures, 100 to 180 pound per square meter, around that. I think for a one-off floor, it's that's, that's you're paying, more than that, I know you're buying a product that you stuck down, but a floor is something you look at and you walk on. So I don't suppose it really matters. And as you said, if you um, you don't like the colour, you can again do the same as what you would do with wood or anything like that, and just change the colour. So I think that's you can. The only thing is, what I I, one off floors. Yeah. It is. It's un. It's unique. It's totally unique to that person. It's seamless. It's hygienic. Um, and the thing is as well, what I explain now, if someone doesn't like the design that we've done, we haven't got to do it. But if the client said, oh, I really don't like it. It isn't what I'm looking for. I want to go for a totally different color now. And I would say, okay. And other people might say, you have to pay for the material and pay for our labor again, which is right. There's nothing wrong with that because they've done their, their, their job. I like to give them another chance and say to them, right, you buy the material. I'll relay it for you. As long as we haven't got time, we can't pull away from the job. We've got a 48-hour 
window before we had to sand down. So we've got the chemical photography. So we've got a, a chemical bond. We've got a 48 hour window where we can put an epoxy straight on the, on the epoxy without doing any preparation. After that point, it becomes too hard. So we have to scratch it. We have to key it. And then once you key it, then you create dust. So then you've got to clean it all and everything's got to be cosmetically. You've got to, it's got to be dust, dust free. The cleaner you get your floor and your, and isolate your area, the better your final floor will, will, will come out. So all that has to come into play, but just explaining to the customer, having your terms and conditions and just, and being transparent with that from, from, from the start. Love that, love that. Um, so it's quite a wide, wider question, um, but you've obviously been in for a while. What do you feel the biggest challenge with the flooring industry, the UK flooring industry as a whole, what have you struggled with? Oh, anahydrates, anahydrates screed. Uh, oh, we've had some pain. Um, so anything calcium, calcium based, if someone don't know, I mean, we, we, we've had it before and people have, and we've said, what is this? What is the concrete? They've had their, their sub uh, poured for their extension six months ago. We come along, put a moisture test on it. We put a most hardener test on it. So, okay, we know where we are. There's the moisture levels are good. But anyone who's, some people get in this game and they've got no flooring experience. So what they do is then they jump, they jump straight into epoxy resin and they don't know the fundamentals like as a floor layer we would know about certain sub bases so they could become unstuck they don't know about anhydrates or uh, latents that sits on top of screed or self levelers and then they do a beautiful floor and then in a year's time where they haven't grinded properly but it happens with everything doesn't it if you don't know if you don't know what you're looking at um customers are hard sometimes because you as i say you got so many expectations You've got, a, you've got a time window. They've got to realise they're out their home for around about a week because you've got curing process, you've got curing times. Place has to be isolated. So anyone who's got children or dogs, they've got to move out the house for a week. If you're doing the, the hallways or or the downstairs, which people accept, some people put themselves in on holiday. Some people go into a hotel. Some people, I like to have some people on the floor. So if I've got a client that's really personal about their home and they're so and uh, and they and they are so adamant where they want to put their stuff, they want to put a, a vein there, or they want to put a highlight there. They have got furniture going there. So I bring them on the floor with me. I put them on the spikes. We have a, put the music on. We have a bit of a game. Come on, and and I get them doing their own little bit of floor. I'll overwatch them and I'll go and put it right if I think it's not looking right. But it gives them that personal feel as well. Um, what I love about this game, Tom, is it gives you a um, a sense of a personal with a client that I've never had with anything else I've done. When I, would when I was tiling or when I was plastering, I'd obviously go and price the job up. And then once we've seen it, they'd say, oh, yeah, the bathroom's up there, the kitchen's up there, shout if, if, if you want a cup of tea. And that's it. You wouldn't see them all day long. You'd potter about, do your job. But with this, it's different. Um they are so in touch with it. They're so personal about it. They ask you so many questions and they're so, and they're so, um, they thought about it and they say, Oh, I've been thinking about it. And, and, they, and they, and and they, and they love, and they love the process of it. And it's quite personal to them. So I love that. I love, I love creating with, with them and seeing their passion for the floor as much as I do. So I love that. And then, uh, sometimes you get to yourself, you get, you, you get a, like we do with any client, and they want this, they don't want that. They And they said, yeah, but I want that like that, but not like that. And you think to yourself, oh, here we go. I'm in for a world of pain here. So you you get them with everything, don't you? But 
Um, all I do, I just try to be transparent, be straight with them and say, this is, this is what we're going to try and create. I tell them my plan as much as I can um, of how we're going to lay it and what we're going to do, but you're never going to get it right. I mean, I've done things in my, even now I do things and it just, it changes because of the movement of the floor, the contour of the floor, it can pull it, it can, it, it changes over two hours while it's starting to tack up. It's just, it's just finding its movement. But I like those natural movements as it, as it, as, 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 as the motion come, it comes out. And epoxy resin now, I found in the last three years, it's just, it's just going through the roof. And as the, the UK, we're late for anything. As when I went out to the States back in April, I'm due to go back out there again in December. And I'm going to do, I'm doing it, I'm going to, uh, one, I'm going to Las Vegas as well in January for a project and to host a class. And um, what I found was, is when you go to these places, everyone, everyone's different. And it, but everyone wants white. And I say to everyone, white, we'll get to that in a minute, I'm sure we will, is the most, they say, I just want a white floor with a bit of gray in it. So that is the most hardest color to do. And you are setting yourself up because I don't care who you are, white will drive you absolutely mad. White high gloss, you've got bifolds, it will do you absolutely mad. And they said, well, it's only one colour. I said, yeah, but I can't guarantee over the next three years it's not going to umber slightly because the aromatics of resin, if you've got a white floor with the, with the UV, everyone says UV are stable. Don't listen to it. It is. It's UV protected. It's UV resistant. But if you've got a mat down three years later, it's going to change it ever so slightly, like a carpet does, you know, or anything else because the wear. But... I like to keep away from white. So I like to tell that people, but I do do white, but I just got to be transparent with people and say, it can change ever so slightly. But I put a little bit of gray in there now or a little bit of cream just to soften it. And you've got more of a chance than of staying white. But that are the, they are the problems that I come across, that I would, that I, that I foresee in the future is color changes as in whites, just any light and any, any white or if they've got an anhydrate screed, you've just got to find out what their screed is because you don't want to be prepping, priming, grind, not grinding enough, and you haven't got rid of that latent or that, or you've still got moisture in your sub. So you've got to make sure your sub is is 100% tight first before you put any epoxy on, on anything because you lock it in, don't you? You, yeah. you lock any, any, any moisture in, and over time it will want to degas, and that's when you get your problems. But, right. yeah, it's just basic stuff that you've got to learn and not oversee it, not think to yourself, oh, no, it will be all right. Because when you think that, it bites you in the bloody bum. So if uh, you turn up on a job, Lou, um, again, it could be commercial, could be domestic, and they just said, right, I've seen your stuff, it's amazing, knock yourself out, we don't want to have anything to do with it, you just do your thing, what colours would you recommend? Or what? <laughs> so what I do, Tom, I have a feel, I have a feel of the house, I see what they, what's going on. Uh, I have a look at their hinges. I have a look at their fixtures and their furniture. And I feel what sort of person that they are. So if I was going for something, if they had something like um, neutral colours uh, and they had lots of, and it was matte in there, I think matte glass worked really well together. The textures come really. So I would just pick up on their little bits and pieces. I would see sort of how, how of a person they are out there. If they're a minimal person, I would do a slightly minimal floor. But then if they've got a minimal house, I'll do a statement piece. I'd make the floor a little bit more of a statement, a bit more of a statement piece. And 
and throw some flashy highlights through it or some or just a flashy pigments through it and I look at the floor plan I draw a floor plan out um I work out whether what what way the the, the rooms flow in just so I know how to bring it through but that comes with experience Tom you'll Anyone with um, a little bit of, you don't need loads, you need a little bit of creative flair, just have a little bit of an eye, um, just to feel, feel a house, feel the person, what sort of person they are. But it's a personal thing, you know, it's not just um, coming down and whacking a load of tiles down and doing it that. It's, it's a little bit more than that, which is, that's why I love it, I think, so much. Well, what about timber floors? What if I've got wooden floors all the way through? Is that, okay. is that the same? Can yeah. you put speed down like, like you would with? Candy, antique, yeah. or same thing. But what I do is I put a twelve to eighteen mil lie down first. If you've got floorboards, screw down every one fifty centers. Stagger your boards out as you would anything, and then you'd put an epoxy crack fill in all your joints. Cover all your all your ring shanks, all your all your all your countersunk screws in, and then you could go straight on top of that with, with an epoxy. Or if you wanted to put a self lever on it, you could then put a self lever on it and then go again. Um, but you have to cut if it's floorboards, have to ply it out, screw down 150 centers, crack fill all the joints, all the holes, and you're good to go. That's probably the most painstaking bit about doing a ply subfloor. Everything else is standing up, you're on your feet. Um that that is the only that's the hard, but I like I like I done a we done a wet room in a um and that had a 18 mil ply sub down with a a, a, wet, a wet room floor. That was one of our first jobs. Um about four years ago now that was so one of my first jobs one of our first paid intricate jobs that we had to be really i went there three months ago they've used it every day the dog's in there oh, it's, it's still as it's it's as lovely it's as lovely apart from the silicon around there little bits of joints where well, i hate silicon but on your i've done wall panels as well so we've done the wall panels we've done the floor and that's all they had to do was just silicon their bottom joints um perfect there ain't nothing it's 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 lovely but when you've got a shower tray it's all trickery it's all learning Tom as you go I mean one job's different to another I've done I've done a shower tray once and I thought oh yeah I'll do it I blew a balloon up and let all the resin fall into the balloon and it was it, it was lovely and I've done another one and I put too much product on and I'd have, I'd, I, I, I had a wet room shower floor that's now level so I come unstuck but it's learning that as you go it's all part of your apprenticeship isn't it yeah absolutely so over the time I'm sure there's going to be some but what has been the best bit of advice someone's given you Lou and can you remember who it was from right okay right do you know what I'm a knowledge thief Tom I try to remember everything and try to take the best out of everything and see what works for me. Someone told me from the start, try to keep away from anhydrate floors, which I did, which we I, we do now, no drama, but it, it scared me for a long time because I got wounded on one. I've done a beautiful floor. A year later, they had a, they had a damp pot in their, in their sub, nothing to do with, with me. It was nothing to do with me, but they had some moisture left in their sub and it uplifted my floor. I didn't cover myself with my T's and C's. Someone said have T's and C's, like anything. Covering yourself for what happens before you. So one is have your T's and C's, terms and conditions in place, a contract in place that they sign that protects you and it protects them. So everyone knows they're in place. Secondly, advise against a white floor if they're having white floors in a big open lit house, two of those. And 
one of them come from the States and one of them come from a manufacturer that I was buying resin from. So two bits of good advice. Yeah. It's just go with your gut instinct as well. If you feel the job is um, a little bit too more than what you can, as much as you want the job and it's be a great earner, it'll be a great thing. If you, if you foresee some trouble or some tricky bits or you're not confident on it, get someone else in to help you through that pain. Do you know what I mean? Cause they'll have a different idea on you. But I'm I'm brave. I'm a brave person. If I think, oh yeah, I'm going to go for it, I I work out my best way of strategy, and then I go for it. And then you don't want to fail in this game because when you fail, not only are they out their house for another however long, it costs you lots of money and expense, and then it's just it just it's heartache, isn't it? Yeah. But it's like anything you do. What's the worst bit of advice someone's ever given you? Obviously, you've covered the best. What is the worst? It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's fine. You can go. No, that'll do. When someone says, when someone says they've got um, their, for instance, right, you've got a twenty-four hour curing period for any floor to go off, so you can walk on it. If you've got the temperatures up twenty-five degrees, you're going to be walking on it in fifteen to eighteen hours. But if it's cold area, you want your temperatures up. So. If I go to a job, for instance, I went for a job a couple of weeks ago up in Birmingham. They said there was electric there and heating. I've gone there. Electric was on single phase. It was tripping my my extractors out, my grinders. And we had two days of messing about without trying to get an electrician there. Second thing was um, they said it had heating. Temperature was too low. There was all windows. There was gaps in the doors. You're going to get dust. If a little bit of dust flies, if a fly comes in, if it sits on it, you've got it in your floor. All right, we can polish it out. We can sand it out. But you've got to keep your area isolated. It's got to be sterile. It's got to be wind free. We don't want nothing blowing around. It's all to do with, it's all to do with how clean your area is. If you can get your area, your work area, sterile and clean. Obviously, you've got your dust stage you get your sanding stages but after that when you get to your to your to your epoxy coatings your base coats and your design coats you want a sterile a sterile room where everything is dust free um you don't want no one coming in you make them sign no one coming open these doors while curing processes happen because i've had it i've oh if anyone's doing a hallway tape your letter boxes up because you, you do a floor late of the night the postman comes in the morning puts the letters through you come back a few hours later and you've got all the posts stuck to the floor Pizza menus is the uh, is the old one is the is the <laughs> yeah 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 so those sort of little tri- there's nothing really Tom that can do it it's just everything you've just got to double overthink everything um, even when you've screwed down your boards and you've got that little gap between your skirting or between the wall and your ply board make sure that that all all them perimeters nothing can fall away because you'll put your epoxy on. And then it will find a little a little gap, and then you'll lose like, some of it. And you don't want that. You want to keep it. You want to keep it all all in like a swimming pool, really. So, how have you got jobs abroad? Like, how have you gone to America to do that? How have you got to Ibiza? How did they come about? It right. It was it was a funny old thing, really, because when we started, when we first started a few years a few years ago, we were sending out small little messages on social media to like people in um people in reality shows so people that we could that was still people that you could get to and they was growing so we offered them we offered them like small collaborations 
Could we come and do a job for you? Obviously, pay for the material. We'll come and do it for free. And But we kept getting blanked like a lot of that for a few years. And then my son, my son Harry, he noticed um, the first one was Chloe, Chloe Ferry from Geordie Shaw. We'd done her house back in February, I believe it was. And he messaged her. She noticed her house was doing dumb. He messaged her. She hadn't seen epoxy resin. She showed him. We went up there. She's our friend now. We 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 topped up good. We're we're good. We're good friends. But we topped up doing her house for the bedrooms, the uh, downstairs, a downstairs hallway, a lounge. We 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 done quite quite a bit. And then from that recommendation, we had some of our our other friends that we got. Um, we, we're still talking in some now. And then later on, my son was in a restaurant up in London. Him again. He bumps into Tony Truman who owns most of bloody IB for, I believe now. And he told him what we do. Three months later, we, we two months later, we, we had, had a phone call. We went out there in the March when all IB for was shut down. We was out there. We'd done the WikiWoo Hotel, the Wiggly Woo Room. We'd done the bar. We'd done the DJ box. Um, with that, other, cl other clubs, small clubs, restaurant noticed us. So we'd done some more. His friends noticed us. I think we're doing, we're talking about doing his house. Over there, we met, um, it's just word of mouth, like any job, isn't it? You're in that circle and then that's it. It, it, it gets going. We've just done the biggest tanning company in the world, a company called To Be Tan from Scotland. Um, we just done those. They flew us out to Ibiza. We had a weekend with them out in Ibiza because they sponsored O Beach. Um, so they become friends of ours. And then America, um, the product who, which I buy, said they was watching us over here and there's some really big artists out in the States, like anything. And they said, would I mind coming to to, 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 the, to the US to help give my take of epoxy? So I've gone out there, Cockney boy out in Miami. And uh, we had, uh, I loved it. I loved it. And uh, they said, would I like to go out there and work out there? Would I like a job? Um, so yeah, I believe it's just, if you put in and you're passionate and you're upfront and you're, and you're honest and there's no and there's no airs or grace and you're just yourself, I think people take to you and they like your honesty. I think don't try and oversell the job. Just tell them, just be honest about what you're capable of. If they think, can you do this? Mm, really and truly, I can't. I can't. You just got to be honest with yourself of how how high your your skill set is. And the more you the more you practice, like anything. The, the confident you get, and the more you, and the more you see, saying, "Yeah, I can, I can, I can replicate that, or I can get close to that," and then people start trusting you, don't? They? And they think, "Yeah, he's a good guy. He stands by his word," and or whatever. So it's just like reputation in any game. I think, of course, it's to do with the skill of it. But if you're just transparent and honest, and 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 yourself, I think the client trusts you for that because it's a personal thing. It's not like as much as they want their floor beautiful. It's a personal thing with you. They want you to to actually to do it and put your stamp on it. And we've done some, we've done some lovely floors that we're really proud of. And we've done some floors that we're not proud of, but it's all part of learning, isn't it? If you don't make mistakes, you're never going to, you're never going to learn. Like back in the day, we, we, we was trying, there was so many we had to redo for people. And there's so many I'd done for free, my families, friends, just to try and build up your, um, just to try and build up your portfolio. That's the hardest bit I think for anyone is, when they're trying to start, set something new in this game is getting a client to actually trust you to do their floor. Um, and I think it's really good to then reach out to other different people in the game and say, look, 
buddy, can I come along with you on, on some of your design days? Can I come and do some training with you? Um, or just come along and be a part of a project just to have some, just to have some shots in, just to get a bit more experience, hands-on experience, how, how other people do it. And I, I think that's, that, that helped me a lot. So I jumped on with different installers that were ahead of their game at the time and really on top of their game. And I looked up to, and I thrived and it, it makes you thrive. You've got to be in love with it. And I think anyone who's in this game, you've got to be in love. With it. It's not a game you can't be in love with. You've got to be in love with it to be any good at it. I love that. That's all it is. So let's let's put resin to one side. You mentioned at the beginning of the podcast about alcohol. Um, it was quite interesting. So I'd like to know a little bit more about that. Uh, but before I sort of dig right into that, um, I I can't remember how many years ago, but let's let's estimate seven years ago. Very similar to you, I did twelve months zero alcohol. All I was doing was uh, I was getting in from work, stressed, and having two or three cans of beer a night, and then maybe on a Friday or Saturday having a blowout with the lads. So it wasn't anything dramatically like my experience of alcoholism isn't massive, but my experience from it was two or three cans a night and then a blowout on a weekend. Um, and then, you know, being tired, you know, felt out my limits all the time. And I thought I did a challenge exactly like you said, 12 months, zero alcohol. Um, and that changed the relationship for me um, completely. So now when I have, um, let's say, a pint of beer or a vodka and vimto or whatever I'm drinking, it now, what, what's the word? I thoroughly enjoy that pint. And before, when I was having, let's say, I don't know, I don't know, 12, 15 cans a week or whatever it was, I didn't really enjoy it. I was doing it for another reason. Now when I, yeah. you know, take the missus out or go with the boys down the pub and I'll have one pint or two, normally stop at three or four. That's that's now just what it is because I stopped enjoying it after that. So that was my take on it. Um, that, um, you know, I was using it for a different reason. Now I have it for enjoyment. It might I might have drink one week um, and then not have anything for six weeks afterwards. Or I might have three drinks in one weekend. I don't know. Yeah. But it completely changed my mindset, that 12-month absolute. So what? how is it affecting your business and how is it affecting your business now? Wow. Right, similar to you, Tom. Being in the building world, being amongst the lads, we finish work on a Friday. Sometimes we do a Monday club. Sometimes we do a Wednesday club, don't we? That's how it used to be. Boys finish, we go for a pint. That's how it was for me for years and years, since I was the age of 14 with my uncles. Same thing. So when I become, I moved out of London 10 years ago, I moved down to the south coast of Eastbourne. Uh, I've got four children. And when times got, COVID happened and I, and I was in resin, I was going and I started having my, uh, my jobs were starting to pick up then. And my other business, I sort of put to the side, uh, my, my plastering, tiling, refurbishment business, I sort of put that to the side and then COVID hit. And then we all get into some bad habits. Well, mine turned it into drinking. And COVID finished, didn't realise. Not in the daytime, wasn't at work. But five o'clock, come, finish work, crack your beers open. I went from my normal 12 and a half stone, I blew up to 16 and a half stone. Um, never suffered with mental health. Never thought it was a thing. Was, uh, never thought, I never, never believed in it. Very, um, what's the word? Not selfish. I was very... Arrogant to my own thing. Anyway, so found myself with certain problems. Middle of last year, me and my wife's been married 13 years now. 
and she was wearing Fimamil. I had many people tell me, I knew, I could look at myself, I wasn't happy. I'll show you a picture in a minute of me six months ago. Um, and I knew I wasn't, I wasn't achieving my work as much as I was loving my work and I was, I was working so hard, it wasn't the best I was producing. I knew I was, I knew I was capable of more. I was making silly little mistakes and I was drinking, uh, I was drinking seven days a week, not heavily for seven days, three or four cans a night, bottle of wine. But then I'd be in, oh, it just got, it, it just got tiring. And everyone in around me was losing patience with, with me. And they're saying, what's going on with you, Lou? Like, get yourself back together. But when you're in that way, I'm coming home of a nighttime in my head, it's become routine now. So you need that to unwind. And I got, got diagnosed with ADHD, so never known about ADHD. So that's explained all my hyperactivity and my energy over the years. But the but the but the alcohol was just um, making me. I knew it weren't right. So in December, I think the missus was wearing very thin. The kids weren't happy. It weren't a good look. And I I had a really reality check. And I thought I can't just give up overnight. I've got to set myself a goal. So my wife and we lost some people. People that close to us, I've seen dementia. My mum work, works for dementia and she looks after dementia patients and it's such a wicked illness. It holds no prisoners. And I knew myself, I had to make uh, I had to make it a, 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 a cause because just on my own to say, I'm not drinking for a year. I'm not going to give up drinking. I knew that wouldn't be enough because like, when it's someone else involved, you've got something, you're committed to something and you're doing it for a cause. You had a chance of staying and, and, and keeping to it. So I said, right, that is it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it one year because I was working all the hours, but I wasn't hitting it. The, 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 I wasn't I was in my bank, in my personal life and everything. It wasn't where it, it was, should have been for what we was doing. So I said, right, one year, dedication, let's go for it. Everyone's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that happened in the, in the December. And then January was quite hard work, but we had a couple of, February, I had the first reward by a celebrity client, if you like, or a reality client or whatever. So we had that. That was really good for our portfolio. And then some other good things come after that. And I thought, Do you know what? Something's working here. Something's, and I felt better in myself. The weight was starting to come off. And I felt younger. I got arthritis in my elbow. I got arthritis in my neck from must be doing lids when I was younger. I don't know, but... And I felt really, I'd, I had lots of uh, fluid on my joints and just felt, weren't moving about. I was nearly 17, 16 and a half stone. So, and then I started feeling a lot better. And then we had Ibiza. And I went to Ibiza, didn't have a drop of alcohol. Everyone said, how are you going to do, do, do that? But the longer it got on, the more people was telling me, you're doing well or seeing the difference in me, the more it wanted me to carry on. Um, so then it's just become a habit now. And I like going to the pub still, watching a bit of footy, being with the boys, but I have a couple of zero zeros. I have a couple of them and then I go. And what I do miss is though, Tom, I miss sitting there. And like, if you're having a nice meal, yesterday I went out for a meal with the missus and the, and the kids. I'd like to have a nice glass of red wine. I'd like to have a nice glass of champagne now and then. But I wouldn't be into drinking the beers and the vodkas and doing that. But when I go back to it a year later, if I do, then I'm just going to sell it. I'm just going to have a little Sunday glass of wine with my dinner, or if I go out for a meal, special occasions only. But let me just show you this within what happened in six months. Now, I look at this picture a lot because when I get down to myself and I think to myself, uh, oh, I'm, I need a drink or I fancy a blowout, I go back to this picture, which was only six months ago. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was only six months ago. 
Wow. Um, no, eight months ago. And when, how, much, how much weight have you lost? Are you back down to your normal 12? Yeah, just short of 13 stone. But how swollen I look. Look, I just I just felt swollen. And um, for, for stopping, I think the power of the universe, I don't know what it is, the God's repaying me back in some ways, showing me that there is a way. I'm being re rewarded in so many different ways. I'm, like, for instance, we've just opened a distribution centre of resin uh, Friday. We're here today. I've got another order coming today. That's down the south coast. So we're, uh, we're American XPS uh, distributors. I also set a training centre up in Birmingham in two weeks' time. Um, that's happening now. I've got the keys. We're just setting it up now. So, so many good things have come that I've been trying to work for years and years and I'm being rewarded. I don't know if it's the energy I'm, we're, that we're putting in, but yeah, it's, it's working for, 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 for us. And it's not just for me. I, I want to bring the game along. Um, I want to pe help people to cut out the mistakes that I had to go through because um, there's easy mistakes that you, can get, uh, that you can get through. And it's a growing game. It's growing so fast in the industry and... It's so, it's so, everyone says, why are you training people? Like, you're cutting yourself out of a job. I'm not cutting myself out of a job. I mean, it's, how many, how many floor layers do we know? How many tilers, plasters do we know? And everyone's different. Everyone's got their own take. As in, I want to grow the game. I don't want to bring the game down because it's, it's the revolution. It's coming. And the States have been in it. The Far East is on it. Oz is on it. We're just late. We're just late. The Europeans have been on it for years. We're just late in the game of coming to it. But, I mean... I've got some serious, but I'm lucky now. So I've got a serious little team now around me that, um, and we've all got our own little divisions of what we do. So, um, so my main prep guy, Stu, he's he, he's worked with some of the. So I just I used to do all the prep myself, but now I've got a prep guy, prep, a little prep team that goes ahead of me now, and they will go and get the go and get the floor ready for me, go and get the grinding done, the self leveling. Get it base coated so I'm up to an epoxy base coat. Say, Lou, it's ready for you for design. Because what I find is now when I got to this point, is the clients, even though we've got a team now of us, with all of us can design, because I'm just the front of it, I suppose. I'm the face, I'm on the Instagram doing my crazy stuff. And my son is, they just want rather him or us to design, which is fine. They like our style. So I go along. So there's no ego with any any of us. It's all it's a team effort job. If one of us put if one of us sands, if one of us designs, there's no, we, I done that floor, we done that floor amongst us as a team. Because um, in this game, you need more than one of you because you you just haven't got enough bloody hands on deck. You've got a 45 minute window to put a design down and that's what you've got. So you need, you need hands on deck. Um, but as I said, my, 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 my prep guy, Stuart, he's worked with some of the best game in the floor in world, Stuart Moore, um, who done the, is it, is it the more board? Is it, he, 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 he done, he, he bought the more board out. Um, and I just work in a tight little team now where we all know what we're doing and they'll go ahead of me. They get ready. Say, Lou, we're, we're ready. I'll speak to the client on the personal note. I come do my design. They're already on another one. And then rather we've got a new seal coat that's just come from the States and, we used to have to roll a silk with polyurethane or polyaspartic, but now we've got a nanotechnology seal coat. You just a job that took us three hours now takes us half an hour because it's spray applied. It's lovely. It's like oh, the 
the game's changed because of the seal coat again. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm excited again because you get to a point you think to yourself, there's certain products that you think to yourself, oh, you love it, but they haven't. The Americans are just advanced, don't they? They just bring it and it's just, it's all Canadian. It's been in the talks for the last year. I thought, oh, when's it coming? And then now it's here and we've just done our, we've done, I've done the WikiWoo in it in Ibiza back in March. I went back out there, they invited me back out there in May, June. Thousands of people went in there. I was at, I got invited out there. I was out with um, like Nikki, Sunita. They're just it's mad because you come in them, in them circles and they're all interested in what you're doing because they're all into artwork and they, oh, we've done this floor. And we went, we recently went to Sunita's birthday and Nick Eads and Greg Burns off the radio. And we're sort of like, I'm just a floor layer. I'm just like an ordinary floor layer. And they've got their own little, it's like, no, you're coming with us because I don't know. I don't know how it's, how it's worked out. But um, now when I went back there to, to go and see the floor and have a party out there, cause they, we, we, we done the floor. They were so happy. They said, oh, Lou, fly back over with the team. Have it on us. So we went over there for a weekend in Ibiza and had a few days at, at, out there. And when I went back there after three months, normally after three months, you'd see you'd see some little wear, some chairs pulling about, tables, high heels, glass smashing about. With this new sealer that I tested out there, there was nothing. It was it was the way I left it, and it was like a sigh of relief. It's it's just another, it's just another to the game. It's just strengthening the game again. So the little bits that used to be a problem are now not becoming problems. It's just learning the, it's learning, just learning the technique, how to apply it. That's all it is. So anyone that's listening, so obviously all of our listenership are flooring professionals. Where would you start if they're just doing the, the mundane? Oh, well, actually, that's unfair. I was going to say mundane grey carpets, but let's say that they're on the knees with the carpets or they're doing design LBT or wood floor sanding, where would be the first place you would start to find out more about resin? I would. So what I would do is, you could do one or two ways. We do courses, I'm not saying come to us, I'm not trying, this ain't, um, I'm just I'm just saying how how I would do. I would put myself on, 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 on a little three-day taster somewhere, taste the course of epoxy resin, and I would go along and just with an open, an open mind, go along, and with that three-day, you will come away and you'll learn how to do the basics, how to do a small little floor or how to do a little worktop or a table or just some art. So you'd have the basic knowledge of mixing ratios, what can be achieved, what to do and what not to, to, to do. I would then, once you've done that, I would go home and practice in your own home, family's home, small little bathrooms, your own little worktop, get some sample boards, MDF sample boards, just practice those. Um, any floor layer, any floor layer knows how to feather a floor out, how to get a floor nice and flat. So they ain't got a problem with that. Um, it's just, it's, it's a little bit of maths, a little bit of maths because different, different coats have got different ratios and it goes on at different quantities. That comes in the three days. So you, I would invest, if they're really interested, just look at it, social YouTube and TikTok, all that sort of stuff. Look at it. And if they really and think to yourself, this could be for me, I fancy a bit of this, just put themselves into a little three-day taster course. Don't go and buy no tools. Don't go and buy no resin off the internet. It's not worth it because all you're going to be doing is mixing some colours together. You need to know the principles of it and um, and the starting blocks, you know what I mean? Because it's all from the sun. You're only as good as the as the prep that goes underneath. But you need to know. Don't be taught. It's like driving. 
If you start driving first, you're going to pick up some bad habits along the way. Start from a good instructor, learn the good habits, like anything, a golf swing. Start from start from the, from the basics. Because I I have loads of people say, oh, I'll be all right with all the preparation. I just need to know how to do the design. I said, I don't care where you are and what you're from. It's it's not it's just not that. It's not that. That's the that's the least thing you should be worried about. It's everything that goes up underneath it. Um, just start really small and then build it up. I went, you could do a little five square meter bath toilet, a little small little bus five square meter. And then within over time, the more I do it, I mean, I'll be quite happy doing a 300 square meter floor now with me and one other. Because you know how to plan, you know, you know how to organize yourself of how to come out the house. Obviously, you've got you've got a room, you might have the staircase in the middle. So you've got the the, the rooms join 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 up. It's just working out your plan, but that just comes with the more you do it, isn't it? More experience. Like anything, absolutely. Um, what have you got um, resin in your current home? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone says that. I've changed it about 10 times, but my my home's been like a more of an, an experimental hut, shall we say, because we had we've had... Calm down, we've had Antico, we've had, what did she have, Bamboo once upon a time, and then I got into epoxy, and it, the, the conservatory started off of it, and it, it's just, I've got, it's, my home is never finished, and that's what my wife always says to me, you do everyone else's house, but you don't come and finish off ours, so I've got, I've got my bits are all finished off, not all, all over the place, but yeah, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't be doing it anything else now. There are other things that I like, but it's all epoxy based. I yeah. like other things. I love other, other finishes, but um, yeah, it's just yeah. easy now. You can just you just come in and just do it and just do your own. You just do your own design. How you think? But I never like what I do in my own house anyway. There's always things that oh, I love other people stuff. And um, oh. my wife's got a different taste than me. I like a bit more funkier. She's more minimal. <laughs> love it. Right, I've got a few quick fire questions for you, Lou. Uh, and so let's have. If I give you a thousand quid now and you spend it in the next two hours, what would you buy? Oh, four pounds of epoxy resin. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, three people you would love to have a beer zero with. Anyone, dead or alive? He's got, he's got a bit of a bad. He's got a bit of a bad uh, rep at the minute, but I would like to see a bit of Conor McGregor. Yeah. I'd love to go and see a bit of Conor McGregor. Got to be Oasis, Liam, or no? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be fussy. Yeah. And it's got to be one more, Margot Robbie. I want to do her house. I've got to do Margot Robbie's house. <laughs> I love it. Um, if you could change your profession today to something completely different to flooring, what do you think you would be? He'd be a rock star all day long. A rock star all day long. And now we're going to start getting into the harder questions. What is your current motivation? My current motivation, and I'll be honest with you, is to be, this ain't an ego thing. I want to have a team. I want to build a network and a team of the best artists in our industry. If it's not just epoxy resin, I want to build a network of fine finishers if they do micro cements venetian plastering if they do the finest of antico candine lbt flooring special effect i just want i want people at the top of their game 
or inspiring to be the, with, with, with motivation and hunger. And it don't matter where they're from, I don't care what, what they're from or what their level is, just hungry people with a passion for what they do. We have a network where we can all bounce off of each other and a one-stop shop. So if someone is looking for someone who does Venetian plastering, I've got the person, we've got the people for that. We've got, we've got that network of people, just people, just creative people, just love what they do really and just got the passion for it. Um, so not looking at putting it on every shop corner. I just want to be a trusted, well-known brand with people, like-minded people like ourselves with passion in what they do. Um, not just in it for the buck. I want people with like, true passion, not just a money thing, because a lot of people get in this game and they think about the money, think about the money, the work's not going to show. It's not It's not going to be. The job's got to come first, the money's got to come second. And uh, I get so many, I get a feel for someone and I know what sort of they are and, yeah, and and I just want to. That's and that and that's mine. So we get we we we're getting on our way now. It's about it's being it's gaining respect, isn't it? And it's a it's just being true to your word and being stand up and just motivated. Really, get off and push and get what you can achieve. And it hasn't got to be that. I mean, I've come from the last year. I was in a bad place with really bad mental health, and this year I feel like last year never happened. It's gone, and um, and that's just to do with not just the alcohol, the alcohol give me the the acceleration and give me the thing. It's just because I found passion in what I'm doing again and the energy around it. I just want with with good energy and just to, just everyone just to grow. I just want to grow with everyone. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not looking at to overtake anyone. I don't want to be better than anyone. I just want everyone to grow together and bring this game and bring this game where it, where it should be. And I believe, I believe we can do that. I believe it's there. Um, and a lot of people are more open-minded now and they're looking for different things. And a lot of people like where I was, who it takes you something creative to take you out into that headspace. Like when I'm working on, on, on work, when I was at work, when I used to be at work, it was like, oh, another day of this. When I go to work now, I'm excited again because it's different. We're doing something different and we're meeting someone, and we all meet, meet someone different, but the work's different. It's a different energy around it. And it comes out in the work. I mean, some days, if I'm feeling how you're feeling, you have to keep a good energy to keep a good floor. You can't create a good floor if you haven't got that energy in you. You've got to feel the floor and be happy and, right, let's do this. Do you know what I mean? Not oh, repetitiveness all the time. And that's what, and when I had the repetitiveness, it gave me time to think about other things. Now, when I'm on the floor, I'm just lost in what I'm doing. It, 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 and I thought it was just me, but it, it's not. It's everyone I find is in this game is on that same sort of um, mindset as that I am, and that's how what they get from it. I get a buzz. I get a real buzz from it when I when I, when I finish the job, and I get a real buzz and sense of achievement. I and mean, when you see there, I'll show you a reaction. What happened last week? We done a, a floor for a lady last week up in Stoke, and she was in tears and she loved it. And she sent me a, a message on Instagram. I posted it a couple of days ago, and she just said, "I'm so in love with my floor." I don't know how you can be in love with a floor, but I'm in love with my floor, and that and and, and for me, that's that's what it's about. Um, yeah, and it don't matter who they are. I mean, they ain't got to be celebrities; just everyday people like us. And that's you 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 get that more, and I get that more. But what I'm saying is, I wasn't saying about we do celebrities, but they. It's nice to be rewarded with certain jobs because you know you're hitting, you're 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 doing the right things. Yeah, you're being noticed. That's how I 
that's what I get out of it. And I love it. Um, and this is going to be probably hard, uh, quite a tough question for you, Luke, because you've come a massive journey on, on this. Um, what is still currently holding you back? Right. <laughs> what is currently holding us back? Yeah. Holding us back, I would say, is people. I haven't got, we haven't got, um, we got a turn work away. Um, I haven't got the people. I've got my team, which are, which are all close. We're handpicked. Um, they weren't there. We've all learned our stripes. And you've got to be, people, is, other, other installers is holding me back because them coming forward, them learning, them, because um, we're lacking of them. Everyone who's doing what we're doing, they're finding their own way and they're doing their own path. And we've got, and I've got trusted people that I get on with. There's not one person in, it's like any, like flooring game, all, all of it, building game. It's all quite, it can be quite bitchy, some of it. And I don't like none of that. I'm not into yeah. none of that. I've got no ego. Um, I ring everyone. I speak to everyone. I'm not into that. I want everyone to get on. Anyone's got any, any advice, please ask me. And if I can tell you, I'll tell you. And if I've got anything I need to ask, I haven't got no ego to come and ask the, the, the question too, especially while coming onto this po podcast because there's so many guys in this flooring game who are professionals in their job, professionals, true flooring people that would be so good at this. And this is where it needs to be because these guys have already got the preparation, already got the eye for it. All they need is a little bit of creative flair and just to, just to learn a little bit more about mixing ratios and what they can do because they've already got the prep the floor, the subs, all they've got, they've had that already. They've got that better than anyone else has. So they've got that. So they've got that head start. It's just that last little bit because this game is just, it's just, it's just growing and growing and growing, and there's not enough of us. So that's what's holding it back. Fabulous. And last question. Um, I haven't even got, I haven't got one on here. But what I'd like to do is give me a question I can ask my next guest, but I don't know who that next guest is. <laughs> okay, okay, right. One is, what do you know about epoxy resin? Right, I like it. I'll write that down, I'll get on the next one. So, Luke, how do the people of the podcast uh, find you? What is the best place? Obviously, we, we met via Instagram, but where else are you lurking? Or is that the best place? Yeah, yeah really, Instagram, really, social, um, just social, just, just just social. Instagram is where we are. I'm tinkering about on all different. I've never done social medias. I was at anti-social media two years ago. My son started doing a bit of it, and I've never had social. Never really been doing it. And then all of a sudden, I've just I just treat it as a bit of fun. You'll see me on there doing my stories every day. But what I've noticed is, is I've created like people there, obviously for the resin, but because they followed my journey and they see us little how we started them years ago and they see our first little jobs of how we, what we was doing to how now what we are doing and where it's taken us. Um, and so I think I enjoy showing that. And, you know, I just try to keep upbeat. I mean, from last year, from where my head is, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a different person and I like to try and keep everyone a bit motivated. If someone's feeling down, it don't cost nothing to be polite, please. And thank yous. And just to put a smile on your face and let them know, look, I know it's not all right today, but tomorrow we've got a new day. Let's try and start again. Do you know what I mean? And it's hard. There's so many kickers out, out, out there. And if you can just give a little, some, a little smile, a little support, you think they're all smiling, but really they're struggling behind closed doors. If you can help one person, you've done your job, haven't you? And this is a good, 
And epoxy resin is a good gateway for that because it lets you, it gives you an escape. So you're working, you're on the tools, you're earning your, you're, you're burning your bread and butter to take home, and it's good for your own headspace. Um, it takes you out of if there is any dark places there that you'd need to escape from. It puts you it puts you in you're in you're in touch with your creative, and I love that. That's 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 how I book it anyway, Tom. And quite importantly, yeah, to the floor layers, you do get off your knees a bit more. So yeah, yeah, you do. I'll tell you what, I'm a hundred. You are now eighty percent on your on your feet, and that was another thing. The main attraction. I, oh, it is the main attraction. It is honestly, it is, and a, a floor. The thing is with this, you think is that it? Because what happens with, with us? Sometimes it works out harder days because we've got a job like in like we did last week. We had a job in London, a job in Birmingham, a job in Stoke, and. There were six of us trying to flit around. So one was going around doing the self-leveler. Second one was coming around doing the primer. The next one was coming doing the base cut. We just follow around. Um, and then we had an Airbnb in, in, in the middle. But this game does take you everywhere. I mean, I used to be work out in my little town. I wouldn't come out of that three-mile circumference. I was in that three-mile circumference for years. Road to road, house to house. Now it's Scotland one week, Wales the next. I be for an ex in Miami there. January, we've got Las Vegas. Back out in IB for in a couple of weeks. So it's just like um mainland spam. We've got one in Holland coming up. So you're 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 spreading yourself wide, but your wives have got to be on the same page as well because um yeah, it wasn't my missus had a bit of uh it was a bit of a lifestyle change in shock. She'd see me just road to road and all of a sudden we're all over the place, which you do, you've got to bring yourself back down to earth and put yourself the kids and your family are the most important things. But sometimes we all get carried away in a bit of work and I'm suffering for a little bit, but just trying to put a bit of that suffering a little bit to me because I'm not seeing them as much as I'd like to see them. But you've got to make hay while the sun's shining. While you've got the energy there, you've you've got I've, I had so much lost time. Now I'm I can't lose no more time. I need to I need to take it all. And um that's what I'm trying to and that's what I'm just trying to do, is just trying to get out there, meet many people as I can, bring this game, bring this game game up. And uh yeah. Love we'll see that. how we go. I don't know if doing the right thing or the wrong thing, but all we can do is try, can't we? Absolutely, Lou. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh been really interesting this because I've never well, I'd seen it, but I've never even seen how it was put down. So really, really good. Um, and I'm certainly gonna check more images out, but I'm sure you're gonna get quite a few people maybe contacting saying, get me off my knees, get me creative. I love it. So thank Thanks, you very Tom. much. And I'd love to. If anyone wants to ask any, any any questions, please contact me. Anything, if it's just a silly little question, want some more in, in information, just want some more information about epoxy resin, I'm always more I'm I'm more than happy to um to give it anything that I know out. And uh, I really appreciate having having me on. And thank you very much. Thanks. Don't forget, if you want more information about Roomvo, visit their website getroomvo.com. That's get.roomvo.com. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerellandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.